celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Very good morning to you all. This is uh, Ralph Sirocco. I come to you live and direct on the gaming show here in Las Vegas of horse racing, the Race Day Las Vegas radio program, coming to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, home base, Sports Talk 1400 AM, and of course, 107.1 FM. It's a great day in our neighborhood. We also want to welcome everybody worldwide. I say that worldwide. On all of the uh, streaming that we have that gets you our platforms that include, of course, our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global, your iPhones, your Androids with your uh, KSHP uh, phone apps. They call them phone apps. They're just apps for your devices. So you can hear us now. And, of course, anywhere you get your podcasting as well. So welcome to the show, however, wherever, whenever. It is a beautiful day in our neighborhood, 13 minutes after 7 a.m. Pacific time. It is 58 degrees outside. Now, when you don't have any wind or anything, 58 is a nice, crisp morning. And it's great. You get out there, you feel the air. It's just great. So that's where we're at right now here in Vegas. Sun is shining, sky is blue, ground is dry. We're going to get up to 86 degrees today, a perfect afternoon weather at this time of the year. On this 22nd day of September 2023, 9222023, your date. On this Friday, as we ramp up to another weekend of covering horses, sports, football, you got it. We're here, here in Las Vegas. And of course, uh, this is the way it's going to be throughout the weekend as far as the weather. We're going to get into the high 80s, maybe low 90s. And overnight uh, with the uh, high 50s into the low 60s. Just a uh, great weather here. However, as you know, we have great race books. You can sit around. It's always fast, firm, and perfect in the race books here. But we play the races from around the country where they're live there, outside, in their weather. And it doesn't look like it's going to be good news for this uh, weekend, for tomorrow, out at uh, Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, where Parks Racing is at, and the huge racing day that they have coming up tomorrow at Parks. Now, there is a storm. There's a bunch of hurricanes that are brewing in the Atlantic that goes far out as uh, the coast of Africa. 
that are making their way, twirling their way up through uh, the Pacific, uh, the uh, Atlantic, and are uh, making their way to the East Coast. One of them, the hurricane itself, will not hit the East Coast, but the storm and the weather and the rain will. And it's from Florida up into Maine. It's all on the Atlantic coast, expected tomorrow, which means a lot of those racetracks all up and down the East Coast are going to be doing uh, either cancellations and or racing in off-tracks bad weather. That's just simply the way it lays out for tomorrow and Sunday. Now, on the Pacific coast, uh, 75 degrees in L.A., it's going to be beautiful. And for the most part, most of the other part of the country is going to be okay, too. Yeah, you got a little bit of action going on in the Midwest, but that storm is going to hit up and down the East Coast, and that is going to affect tracks like uh, the Big A, uh, certainly parks, which is uh, it's going to be a shame because tomorrow is the biggest day racing day of the year, possibly in Pennsylvania, let alone parks racing. And the weatherman is not cooperating. We'll wait and see. We'll get an update from Jonathan Ardoon, which is in that part of the world, a little bit later on in our show, okay? But uh, those are the weather conditions right now. And that's all we can can, uh, bring to you at this time. That's the current. Now, uh, there were cancellations, a a couple of races that were canceled yesterday. Delaware Park canceled their seventh race yesterday. Woodbine canceled the seventh and eighth races yesterday. And both of them were attributed to management decisions. Whether it be the weather or anything else, that's what they say. The management decisions canceled the seventh and eighth races at Woodbine and the seventh race at Delaware Park yesterday. So there already have been some cancellations. Just want to keep that in mind. But boy, it's going to be... Really sad if uh, we got to wash out the Pennsylvania Derby and the Cotillion, both $1 million races at Parks Racing. <clears throat> Some other news to bring you. Matt Dinnerman, the announcer in Northern California, Golden Gate. As you know, Golden Gate's going to extension through June before they uh, finally uh, close that racetrack down. He's landed on his feet because he has been named the new track announcer for Oak Lawn Park. And that meet opens on the 8th of December. Congratulations, Matt Dinnerman, for getting a job in a position that is very rare. There's not that many track announcers, certainly less track announcing positions open for guys who call races. And uh, Matt Dinnerman got the job at Oak Lawn Park for this upcoming big meet at Oak Lawn. Um, <clears throat> the winner of the Grade Two San Diego Handicap at Del Mar, Senor Buscador, is going to train up to the Breeders' Cup Classic. He will not be entered in any of the prep races on the first weekend at Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup. He's going to train up to it. In other news in California, besides uh, the extension of Golden Gate until June, the Northern California Fair Circuit is going to be extended two weeks next year following the scheduled closure of Golden Gate. In June, uh, uh, approved dates, extended dates for Santa Rosa and Ferndale from the California Horse Racing Board yesterday. Hawthorne Racecourse is going to run 10 more dates in 2024 than this year. 
They will run 78 racing dates next year, running from late March to mid-October. And uh, here's one that you don't see once in a while. The top two finishers in the $100,000 Lake Erie Stakes at Fort Erie back on September 12th, about 10 days ago, uh, have been disqualified from the purse money of the race for carrying incorrect weight. It's the last time you heard of that. Incorrect weight. One Bay Hemingway and one more Brew have been disqualified from purse money after it was determined they carried the incorrect weight in that race. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, who's going who's gonna to pay for that? Hmm? Okay. Today's comeback day for Abel Cedillo. He returns to race riding after an injury. You remember he uh, had that uh, neck injury after a fall coming out of the starting gate at Del Mar on July 23rd. Well, he's uh, coming back and he's racing today at uh, Los Alamitos. And uh, jockeys Hector Barrios and Adrian Escobedeo will be suspended from uh, full participation on Saturday's program at Los Al for being cited for excessive use of the whip by Heisa. <laughs> so they can't, uh, they won't be there doing that stuff. Nice. Uh, Arabian Night. The winner of the uh, Pacific Classic, Bob Baffert, says he's going to train up to the Breeders' Cup. He will not be in any of the prep, uh, the uh, prep races for uh, the Classic on opening weekend at Santa Anita. He's going to go train right up to the Breeders' Cup. And of course, that uh, the Classic, the Breeders' Cup Classic, is on the second of the two-day competition on November fourth. And uh, that's just about all the uh, the news that. Uh, well, let me see. One more, I think. I'll get one more out of you. Uh, the opening week handle at the Big A, Belmont at Aqueduct, dipped 6.4% from a year ago. Mm. How about that? Wait and see if uh, Mr. Hardoon has a comment about that. Anyway, on today's show, we do have uh, Jonathan Hardoon. Bob Mazursky is going to be along with his uh, Los Alamitos report. Rich Ang, of course, with his selection. John Lindo as well. And your Woodbine Clocker picks. So, without any further ado, let's get started with the first break in our show. When we come back, of course, we'll have your racing menu. And then off to the handicappers who did very well yesterday. Yes, they did. Jonathan Hardoon gave us a winner at Aqueduct yesterday. Exact estimate. Perfect ride by Ired Ortiz Jr. Paid ten forty. Thank you very much, Jonathan. And uh, John Lendo has a bad beat, sad story to tell about his pick. And boy, I felt it as well. We'll get that a little bit later. And Ernie Perry's clocker report. Uh, Emirates uh, won the third race at Woodbine and paid twelve forty there under Sophie Vives. So we had some winners yesterday from our handicappers yesterday. More to come today. Don't go away. The racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. 
horse racing fans. Los Alamitos Racecourse continues its celebration of 10 years of daytime thoroughbred racing with action-packed racing cards in beautiful Orange County. Our daytime meet continues with live racing held Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through September 24th. First post will be 1 p.m. Pacific. It's been an honor for us to have racing's biggest stars competing here over the past years. From the great two-time horse of the year, California Chrome, to outstanding Eclipse Award winners like Shared Belief, Accelerate, and so many other great stars. Our stakes action is headed by the Dark Mirage on Saturday, September 23rd. Plus, on this day, Los Alamitos will host an on-track live money handicapping contest. You could win a seat to the National Handicapping Championship in Las Vegas. The handicapping contest is set for Saturday, September 23rd. For more, visit LosAlamitos.com. It's our 10th year of daytime thoroughbred racing at Los Alamitos. It's daytime racing at Los Alamitos through Sunday, September 24th. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show well all right we got it 42 days two hours three minutes and 34 seconds and counting until the two-day breeders cup championship races for 2023 and of course we're going to have our breeders cup seminar at the south point with uh, Jonathan Hardoon and John Lindo covering all of the Breeders' Cup races on day two, the big championship day on the 4th of November. That was Saturday. That will be Saturday. And uh, it'll be after the first day of racing, mostly highlighting the two-year-olds of the Breeders' Cup on November 3rd, Friday, right after that at 6 o'clock in the Grandview uh, Lounge. We're going to do it. And I hope we hope that you'll be with us, not only for the seminar that's free, but, of course, uh, to join us there at the South Point uh, to play the races for two days. We'll be there and we'll, uh, you know, apply uh, all of the handicapping that our handicappers uh, have uh, done hard work for, etc. See if we can make some Breeders' Cup money, too, huh? But we're going to try to do that starting today. Handicappers had a couple of nice winners yesterday, but John Linda, oh, my goodness. His horse at Churchill Downs went off at 7-1. to one. The horse battled the lead all the way, came back after being headed in mid-stretch, and won the race by about a neck. And then a long, 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 and I mean long, inquiry showed that the horse came out of the chute from the inside, bore out, and, and a uh, horse actually, jockey actually fell, being jammed in the race. 
And then he was disqualified for for 20 minutes. They had the inquiry sign up telling everybody it didn't show one video of anything. Then after that, they showed the video about 100 times. And I'm telling you, if this thing didn't take at least a half an hour, all honesty, and a half an hour to make the decision that the customers could have seen in about a minute and a half, I don't know. I'm sure Jonathan and I'm sure John will have something to say about that. All right, here's the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Center's racetracks around the country. First post times are Pacific because we're in the Pacific time zone here at Race Day Las Vegas, and these will be the first post times that roll out in our racebooks. Everybody else listening out there, however, wherever, whenever, not in the Pacific time zone, adjust it. I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? First post times are Pacific. We begin with uh, Pimlico. Pimlico has a jackpot, pick six jackpot, $5,453. Their first post time is $925. Then we go to Delaware Park. Eight races at Delaware, first post time, $930. Uh, Churchill Downs, they've got 10 races there. Churchill Downs, pick six jackpot carryover, $83,970. First post time, Churchill, $945. Gulfstream Park, their Rainbow Pick 6 jackpot carryover, $75,913. Nine races, first post time, $950. The Big A, first post time, $10.05. The feature today is the $125,000 John Hedegaard Stakes. This is the eighth race on the card on the inner turf course at a mile and an eighth for Phillies and Mares, three-year-olds and up, a field of 10 before any scratches. Aqueduct, first post time is $10.05 there. It is sunny and 68 degrees right now. The track is fast. The turf courses are firm. The outer turf course will host races 3, 6, and 9. The inner turf course race 8, which is the feature race there. By the way, in that race, now scratch number 7, Sweetie, number 8, Sunset Louise, and number 9, Bustin Bay. 7, 8, and 9 are out. They were main track onlys, and they're not going on the main track today. They'll stay on the turf. Again, first post time, Aqueduct, 10.05. Then we go to Woodbine. Woodbine, uh, first post time there is 10.15. Uh, 10.15 at Woodbine today. We'll get you uh, Ernie Perry's clock report a little bit later. Woodbine has a pick six jackpot carryover of $8,927. And their first post time at Woodbine again. $8,927 in the pick six jackpot carryover at Woodbine. First post time, 10.15. All right, next comes um, Los Alamitos. One o'clock, first post time at Los Al. They have an eight race card there at Los Alamitos and a first post time of 1 p.m. to start out the last three days of their brief thoroughbred meet there. Bob Mazursky standing by. Penn National is next. They have eight races. Their first post time is 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. for uh, Penn National. And, uh, again, first post time, Penn National, 3 o'clock. Pick five. A regular pick five carryover at Penn National. 4300 bucks. Regular pick five. All right, first post time there, 3 o'clock for eight races. Prairie Meadows has nine races, three-quarter horses, six thoroughbreds. Prairie Meadows' uh, first post time is also at 4 p.m., 4 p.m. there. Their pick five jackpot carryover is $88,469 at Prairie Meadows, yeah. And their first post time, 4 p.m. And then we have Monmouth at the Meadowlands at all turf racing. 
of Thoroughbreds at the Meadowlands. Monmouth at the Meadowlands. 4 p.m. First post there. The pick six jackpot carryover. $12,046. Again, their first post time is also 4 p.m. As well as Charlestown. Charlestown has eight races. Their stakes race. They got a stakes race today at Charlestown. The $75,000 Rachel's Turn which is for two-year-old fillies at four-and-a-half furlongs. It's the seventh race on the card and a field of nine before scratches. Three-to-one favorite is Direct the Cat. And uh, Charlestown has a pick-six jackpot carryover, $5,123. First post time, 4 p.m. And then we wrap it up with Remington Park. Now, Remington Park today has three $50,000 stakes races, the Remington Park Turf Sprint, the Bob Barry Memorial, and the Red Earth Stakes, all tonight at Remington Park, and their first post time is at 5.05. That's your Friday race day menu. All right. Let's go to Jonathan Hardoon standing by. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I'm fine. How's the weather? Well, we know the weather today is okay on the East Coast, but I don't think it's going to be that way tomorrow. No, uh, they're really worried at parks. I mean, it's amazing. It's the biggest day of the year, and boom, uh, it has to, you know, possibly be washed away. So that's not good. Uh, I know that uh, I heard, and I know I believe when I talked to you earlier that you heard that just rumors, rumors, it may cancel. Well, if it's bad enough, they'll cancel. It's not even the rain. They're worried about the wind, Ralph. Even uh, even at Belmont at Aqueduct, they're talking about 40 and 50 mile Ooh. an hour winds. If that wind comes, they're not running. <laughs> Blow the jockeys right off the horses. <laughs> exactly. Unless they're going to super glue them to the yeah. saddles. They'll be flying all over the place. Yeah, we'll have a lot of Velcro going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. By well, the way, Matt, uh, by the way, Ralph, congratulations to Matt Dinneman. Yeah. I mean, here you are. It's amazing the way this world works. You're out of a job. You don't know what you're going to do. And boom, you get called up to the major leagues. I mean, that meet is an unbelievable meet. Sure that Oakland meet. Yes. I mean, going from Golden Gate to, to, to that meet, that's quite a jump. You know, and it's uh, it's a really fantastic place to work. Uh, and if you, uh, you know, a lot of times announcers uh, stay for their entire careers there. You know, they. Uh, yeah, they just... I mean, the guy that was there before, uh, well, I think Frank Marmotti took over after the last guy. And then, then uh, Vic Stafford took over yeah. and they thought he would be there for years. He loved it. But uh, he had some personal problems, whatever, and uh, uh, he's no longer there. Well, now Matt Dinnerman, a young kid like this, could stay there for 20 years. Yeah, and it's, you're right, it, because not only are you out of a job, but being a track announcer, if you want to stay in that career, they're very, uh, there's less track announcers probably than astronauts in this world. And well, there are more tracks closing than opening. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's even getting harder that way too. And he landed, he landed a plum, and he deserves it. That's for sure. So, congratulations to him. All right, let's assume that they are going to race because, in all intents and purposes, they will unless the the wind gets really bad. And uh, yesterday you went over the Pennsylvania Derby, but that's not the only million dollar race scheduled for tomorrow. Parks racing the Cotillion for three year old fillies also scheduled there. And there's a field of nine. One is Foggy Knight, Florenca Row for Robert Reed Jr. The two is Ceiling Crusher, Edwin Maldonado coming out to ride for Doug O'Neill. That's the Southern California horse, Ceiling Crusher. The three is Pretty Mischievous, Tyler Gaffleon for Brendan Walsh. The four is Hoosier Philly, 
John Velasquez writing for Tom Amos. The five is Occult. Irad Ortiz Jr. for Chad Brown. The six is Just Catherine. Junior Alvarado for Jose Jimenez. Uh, the seven is Defining Purpose. Brian Hernandez for Kenny McPeak. The eight is Imonra. Tyler Connor for Safi Joseph Jr. And the nine is uh, Majestic Creed for Michelle uh, Sanchez will ride for Bob Haw- Bobby Ann Hawthorne. Big long shot there. These are all for three-year-old fillies, and you can see when they put up a million dollars at some of the trainers that show up with their uh, their prime candidates. So what say you? Yeah, well, listen, uh, there's no question about it. Pr- uh, pretty mischievous is certainly the horse to beat. The, the three-year-old filly from the Brendan Walsh barn, she will be the favorite in the race. Uh-huh. She has nine career starts. She's never finished off the board. Seven wins, a second and a third. She's one for one on a wet track. You know, and she just seems to always win, even if it's by a nose or a head. She knows where that wire is. Tyler Gaffleon rides are terrific, like he rides every other horse. She's going to be tough. The idea is to try to take a three to five shot and turn her into a five to one shot and find two exactors underneath. I would use the two ceiling crusher and the eight in Monra. Three over two and eight is the way that I would play the race. You get some value with a short price favor. And again, uh, in the Pennsylvania Derby, for folks that weren't listening yesterday, you like uh, you like uh, Brad Cox horse. I love Saudi Crown. I love Saudi Crown. Okay, so. seven to two. We'll never get that price, but we could love him anyway. Well, you know, you never know. So we'll uh, repeat that for the uh, players tomorrow, and uh, hopefully, hopefully they'll get underway and do that. All right, you got three sheets today. You got Churchill Downs. Uh, the Big A and uh, Los Alamitos. So what are we doing? First play comes in Belmont at Aqueduct, the Big A's third race today, which is six furlongs sprinting on the outer turf course, which uh, favors closers. And there is nothing but speed in this race, Ralph. The, they're gonna, there's going to be a meltdown. They're going to be flying here. Uh-huh. And the number seven horse, so Sua Summer, is going to take full advantage. Joel Rosario for Bill Mott. The race sets up well for this guy going for his third one in a row. He's listed at 7-2 and two on the morning line. Uh-huh. I like number seven. So Sua Summer to win today's third race at Belmont at Aqueduct. Well, if you have a closer, Joel Rosario is the perfect guy to ride him because we know that uh, his, that's his forte. So in the third race, the seven, so Sousa Summer, the seven in the third race, Jonathan Nardoon's play after getting a perfect ride and a winner yesterday in the seventh race from Irad Ortiz Jr. at 10-40. Uh, what's next? Let's go to Los Sal and look at their eighth and final. And I really like the number four horse in here, Hay Demps. Hay Demps is a three-year-old filly who has two career starts, one on the dirt, one on the turf. She ran well in both of them. Switches from the turf back to the dirt today, cuts back in distance. Mike might be uh, having a bit of a struggle, but he'll get off the schneid today. He's listed at this filly's listed at 7-2 and two on the morning line. Number four, Hay Demps. Send you home a winner in today's eighth and final out at Los Alamitos. I like that. In the eighth race, the four is Jonathan Nardoon's play. Eighth race at Los Al. Again, full sheets at Los Al Churchill and the Big A. Jonathan, you'll be texting us your picks tomorrow. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you uh, hopefully next week. Thanks, Ralph. Stay safe and be well. All right. We're in search of Bob Mazursky. Don't go away. Horse racing fans. 
Los Alamitos Racecourse continues its celebration of 10 years of daytime thoroughbred racing with action-packed racing cards in beautiful Orange County. Our daytime meet continues with live racing held Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through September 24th. First post will be 1 p.m. Pacific. It's been an honor for us to have racing's biggest stars competing here over the past years. From the great two-time horse of the year, California Chrome, to outstanding Eclipse Award winners like Shared Belief, Accelerate, and so many other great stars, our stakes action is headed by the Dark Mirage on Saturday, September 23rd. Plus, on this day, Los Alamitos will host an on-track live money handicapping contest. You could win a seat to the National Handicapping Championship in Las Vegas. The handicapping contest is set for Saturday, September 23rd. For more, visit LosAlamitos.com. It's our 10th year of daytime thoroughbred racing at Los Alamitos. It's daytime racing at Los Alamitos through Sunday, September 24th. All righty. Back on the race day show for this Friday, and we're going to go right out to Southern California where Bob Mazursky is standing by. Bob, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you today? I'm doing fine, my man. That's, uh, uh, you know, Southern California's, uh, their uh, weather is going to be a lot better than the East Coast, that's for sure. Beautiful uh, for the weekend, right? Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, not too warm and uh, just bright. Just nice fall weather right now. Yeah, no question about that. And uh, for sure, uh, we're going to wrap it up at Los Al with the stakes race tomorrow. But today we got a nice uh, competitive eight race card. And although the fields are short, the payoffs have been pretty good, my man. Yeah, they've been solid. You know, we've had some days where it's been a little chalky, but then other days where some upsets have happened. We've had a couple of days where there's only been one winning ticket in the pick six. So yeah. we'll see how the last three days play out. All right. Uh, anything uh, happening uh, at Los Al that we should know for the coming uh, uh, last three days? Yeah, we have the Dark Mirage Stakes tomorrow. It's a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollar race. You know, the purse was increased. Doctor Allred put up his own money to make the purse one twenty-five because we have a field of seven in there right now. I think it'll Ooh. stay intact. Uh, Ganadora is the favorite for Bob Baffert. She won this race by eight lengths last year, and she's. Certainly the one to beat tomorrow. Ed Burgard made her 6-5 to five on the morning line. And then we have a big handicapping contest tomorrow as well, an on-track handicapping contest. And the ultimate prize is not only money, but two spots are available to the NHC next year in Las Vegas. All right. And, of course, Milestone's already accomplished the, at this Los Alamitos thoroughbred meet with uh, Edwin Maldonado and Juan Hernandez, right? That's right. Edwin became the all-time leading rider here last Sunday when he rode a 6-1 to one shot for George Papa Padromo, classy Mademoiselle. That was his 128th win here all time. Mm-hmm. So he's number one now. And then Juan Hernandez, the day before, won the Kings River Night. He won the E.B. Johnson with Kings River Night. He's the all-time leading stakes winner now. That was his 14th. Well, it'll be a lot of fun tomorrow with that handicapping contest, that's for sure. But, uh, uh, Bob, uh, we got to get a winner today. Yeah, I'm going to go to the seventh race. I like the second choice on the morning line, number three, Lovesick Blues. This horse just likes his track a lot. He won sprinting over this track last year. He's fired all four times. He's run over it, so I like him in the uh, seventh. Number three, Lovesick Blues for Steve Miotti, Tiago Pereira rides. All right. Bob, tell them uh, where they can get all the rest of your stuff. By the way, uh, even after uh, Los Alamitos is done, you, you have a daily handicapping for Southern California racing at many different outlets, right? Yeah, I'm at todaysracingdigest.com, and then I'm also, I do a graded handicap for the Southern California News Group papers, which includes the LA Daily News, Orange County Register, Long Beach Press Telegram and a few others. All righty. Good enough, my man. Thanks a lot. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow, Bob. Sounds good, Ralph. Thank you. All righty. Now we're going to go to Rich Ang standing by. Richie, good morning. 
Hey, good morning, Rafi. Well, you're back in business. Los Al is running today. You got a full sheet of handicapping at uh, Los Alamitos for today at the RacedayLasVegas.com website. So just go to RacedayLasVegas.com and click Richie's icon and you'll get it. Uh, I guess I'll ask you the same thing as I did, Bob. Anything you noticed at Los Al that will help the handicappers out in the last three days of uh, handicapping there? No, it's been a pretty normal uh, style of, of running. Obviously, there's no turf racing and I know when I handicap at night, uh, the low saddle cards are off. I, I do like to rally wide, so I look for horses that can close, and and, uh, and I don't mind losing a little bit of ground. Quite frankly, there, the center of the racetrack seems to be uh, in more often the better place to be. All right, Rich, a thought real quick about uh, we're going into week three of the NFL football season, and uh, it seems to me that one thing is becoming evident, I think, and that is that uh, because the starters don't play in preseason but a couple of snaps here and there, that the first couple of weeks of the real season looks like their preseason because there's been a lot of games that have been under the totals, and uh, an inordinate uh, amount of games that have been under the totals. And it just looks like uh, some of the patterns are off, et cetera, uh, and it looks like the defenses are getting the best right now in the first two weeks. Yeah, you know, we, we kind of had discussions about this uh, week one and week two and the fact that uh, a lot of starters don't play in the preseason. Coaches do that to try to protect their players yeah. and prevent injuries. Yeah. So the first two games are almost like training camp for a lot of these guys. And uh, if you're going to have a situation like that, Ralph, the defenses are ahead of the offenses. Yeah. But I think you're going to start seeing the offenses catch up and uh, start doing their thing. And, uh, you know, I can understand because coaches know it's a 17-week season, and if you're lucky enough to make the playoffs, you're going to play another three or four weeks possibly. So uh, you've got to keep your starters healthy. And the teams that usually make it through the playoffs, Ralph, are the teams that are the healthiest, have the least injuries. Certainly. uh, Two things that are teams that make the playoffs. First of all, they make the cut to make the playoffs. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. it's the ones that are healthy and the ones that – you know, uh, the mojo is going with them. They're they're on a run. Uh, that always helps, too. Let's get a run going at Los Alamitos for thoroughbreds today. Richie, what are we doing? Let's go to race number two, and uh, here's one of those hopefully rally-wide winners we can uh, we can uh, put, hang our head on. The five, Awesome Taylor, dropping a little bit in class, picks up the bug boy, Torriablo, riding for uh, Doug O'Neill. Mm-hmm. This horse has a lot of back class, too, as well as a, a style that I prefer. So let's go 25 win plays. Two for the ROI, number five, Awesome Taylor, race two. All right, second race, number five, Awesome Taylor. The five in the second race is Rich Ang's selection for the race day listeners. And don't forget uh, that uh, Richie's full sheet of handicapping for today at Los Alamitos is available right now at the racedaylasvegas.com websites. And, of course, race, uh, Richie, uh, did you at all take a look at uh, those $2 million races at Parks? Yeah, I did a little bit. Um, you know, I, I know a, a pretty mischievous is going to be a huge favorite, but yeah. I tell you what, I think the California shipper is really dangerous, a sailing crusher. Uh, you know, she, her running style, I mean, she she runs on the lead, and she has a lot of speed. Edwin Maldonado is going east to ride. If they put her in front and it, she's left alone for, you know, a good part of the race, they're going to have a tough time catching her. So uh, if you're looking for a bit of a price, I think Ceiling Crusher is a very interesting shipper. And not to mention the fact that with Maldonado aboard, you get the perfect rider for the perfect style of that horse. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Doug O'Neill, always dangerous, that's for sure. And the Pennsylvania Derby? 
Yeah, uh, Saudi Crown, uh, you know, makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, this horse is really coming on, coming on late. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, Ralph, is uh, so many of these uh, Breeders' Cup-type horses, a lot of the trainers are going to train up to the Breeders' Cup. I actually like to see these horses actually run, Ralph. And yeah. Isn't it refreshing to see horses actually run? <laughs> yes. And, in, you know, in the old days, preps used to be just that, and the trainers were not uh, at all scared of uh, not winning the race. They were prepping in the race for the main event. And I think some uh, that uh, that kind of uh, thought has uh, been uh, minimized uh, in this day and age, that's for sure. But uh, Saudi crown uh, for you too, huh? All right, well. Uh, let's let's hope that uh, they run at least tomorrow. I know that the weather is not predicted to be good there, but uh, we remember uh, that one year that Monmouth Park had the Breeders' Cup, and it poured and rained and all that in the Breeders' Cup, but they ran it anyhow. Yeah, the next day Sunday was perfect weather. You <laughs> talk about unfortunate timing. Yeah. All right, well, let's get the timing right, Richie, to, uh, for you and your handicapping, and we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. And we'll have some football picks for you over the weekend, right? Absolutely. Thanks, and uh, good luck, everybody. The Woodbine uh, Clocker Report's next. The racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. All right, back on Race Day Las Vegas. I want to thank Ernie Perry. You only had one clocker report yesterday, but it was the right one because uh, that horse came in at uh, Woodbine in the third race and paid $12.40 for a $2 win bet. And again, remember, they canceled the seventh and eighth races, the last two races of Woodbine yesterday by management decision. Let's hope today they run all of their races today. And we go to Ernie Perry's clocker report. He has two horses for us today. The first one comes in the third race. In the third race, he likes number one, Crafty Oaks. This one is three to one on the morning line for Keith Edwards. Worked uh, a nice easy half in 48.80 on September 16th. And he said the Philly broker maiden first time out. She was then in a couple of tough stakes races, but had been working well previously to them. She meets easier today, so Ernie likes uh, number one, Crafty Oaks, in the third race today. His second selection comes in the fourth race, so they're back-to-back races. That gives us uh, a Sirocco double from Ernie Perry's Clocker Report. In the fourth race, he likes number seven, Wars End. Wars End Kiss, I should say. That's the name of the horse, Wars End Kiss. Eight to one on the morning line for Sam Paro. Worked on September the 9th in a minute, point four zero. Then came back and breezed a minute point six zero, coming off the claim for a veteran trainer that can have one ready to go. He says, and so Ernie likes in the fourth race number seven, Wars and Kiss. Third race the one, fourth race the seven. Uh, we're going to do a little Ernie Perry clock report, uh, rolling double from the third race to the fourth, a one seven combination there. Ernie Perry's clock report for today. We'll be back with John Lendo. Don't go away.
your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. Well, all right. Reminder, uh, on the weekends, you know, we start an hour later. So uh, tomorrow and uh, Sunday, we'll be on at 8 a.m. to 7, uh, 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific time tomorrow. And uh, But for today, we're going to wrap up the show here with John Lendo. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? I'm doing fine, my man. You know, we were uh, talking about uh, those races at parks and how the weather is going to play a big, uh, seems like the big handicapping, uh, you know, uh, angle for uh, betting the races there tomorrow. And it's a shame because that's the, the biggest day of racing in the state of Pennsylvania for thoroughbred racing tomorrow. But we do have two Southern California shippers. Uh, Baffert's got reincarnate. And, of course, uh, Doug O'Neill's got, uh, you know, uh, Ceiling, the ceiling horse, and uh, ceiling crusher, right? Yeah, and uh, those two look like they could be horses to be reckoned with for those million dollar purses. Well, I don't think they would have put them on a plane if they didn't think they were live going out there to begin with. And, and Baffert's had good luck winning the Pennsylvania Derby, I think, four or five times already. So mm-hmm. he knows that track, he knows what kind of horses do well there. So, uh, you, you know, you've got to think that reincarnates well, man, and, and ceiling crusher. She is a very good filly. She tries hard, and if you, if you give her the lead, watch out because she'll just keep going on you. Uh, you know, the, the weather's going to be a thing because we don't train on a wet track in Southern California anymore, much less run on them. So they're not going to have a whole lot of experience with the conditions if it does come up uh, raining all day like, like it says in the uh, forecast for tomorrow. You know, uh, but, uh, you know, Parks Racing in Philadelphia is part of the good old U.S. of A., and HISA has an oversight of all of that stuff. Do you think they'd step in and say, too dangerous to uh, run? Uh, I don't know, Ralph. I, I don't, you know, it seems like, uh, it, it's strange because, like, uh, the ownership that owns Santa Anita also owns uh, Laurel, and they seem to run on sealed tracks back there mm-hmm. uh, where, where we can't even train on them in California. So I don't know if the state rules are different than the national rules in regards to tracks and and all those, uh, you know, protocols when, when it goes into it. So I'm just going to assume because they get more weather back there, there's probably things that allow them to run when the, when the track is not fast. Yeah, uh, let's hope that uh, if they do, everybody goes around safe and sane. And, of course, with, uh, with off-tracks, a uh, different way of handicapping sometimes. We'll have to wait and see early in the day if there's some kind of a speed bias, et cetera, with the, an off-track uh, tomorrow. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know, I'm just waiting to handicap those two races till tonight when mm-hmm. I'll have a better indication what's happening with that weather. I don't want to start and stop and start and stop as far as the handicapping. Yeah, no question about that. All right, but we're uh, now looking at uh, Los Alamitos, last three days of racing at Los Al coming up. And, of course, uh, a nice uh, eight race card. I think it's competitive today at Los Alamitos. And, of course, uh, Bob Mazursky was talking about uh, the nice stakes race coming up over the weekend as well. It's comeback day at Los Alamitos for two jockeys, though, right? Yeah, it is. It's great to see that Abel Cedillo is back. He's got one mount today. This will be his first ride back since he fractured a bone in his neck uh, the opening weekend of uh, Del Mar when they had that incident at the, at the start of the race, and he got dropped. So glad to see Abel Cedillo back. And Kyle Frey, who took off some time during the Del Mar meet, I think it was just personal reasons, he's back today riding as well. So uh, good to see both those guys back in the saddle. Yeah, no question about that. And, of course, uh, it's a brief meet, but we do have a jockey trainer update. Yeah, you know, like I say, just three days last week, three days this week. But uh, we saw Ramon Vasquez win four races on Sunday. Those are the four wins he has so far at the meet, but it's enough to lead the jockey standings. Uh-huh. So Vasquez on top, and then right behind him, Tiago Pereira and Edwin Maldonado. They've each got three. Uh, Maldonado will be out of town tomorrow, so this might come down to Ramon Vasquez and Tiago Pereira. Mm-hmm. As far as the trainers go, Vladimir Siren won three races opening week. He's oh. the leader. Uh, the only other trainers with multiple wins, uh, John Sadler, uh, Luis Mendez, and George Papa Padromo. Uh, nice to see Siren getting uh, multiple wins, that's for sure, in Southern California. What about the favorites? Favorites uh, were a little low for Los Alamitos, 28% opening week. All right. And the Linda Report had uh, 25 top selections so far at Los Al. Nine of them won. That's a 36% win uh, rate. And uh, the Mutuals, $57. That uh, turns out to be a return on investment of $1.14 for every dollar. Not only are you beating the take-up, but you're uh, putting some extra cash in the pocket as well. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Anytime we can show a flatbed profit every race, every day, that we're doing a good job there. All right. Now, uh, you know, uh, the California Horse Racing Board has given a couple of more weeks to Santa Rosa and Ferndale. And isn't it nice that uh, track announcer Deadman got the, the job uh, over at uh, Oaklawn? Yeah, man, Matt's a good young man. He, he, he started out as the intern in the Del Mar press box. So we got to know him there mm-hmm. and uh, glad to see that he got that. I, I know when he applied for the job earlier in the summer, uh, you know, a couple of the horsemen went to bat for him and, yeah. and put in a good word, and uh, and uh, it's a good spot for him. I think he'll do well there, and I think the people at Arkansas, they're going to like him. Yeah, Matt Dinnerman is a good announcer, solid announcer in Northern California. Glad to see he landed on his feet. He's a good guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's time to uh, take a look at a, a pick at uh, Los Alamitos. All right. Let's go to race five today at Los Alamitos. In the fifth race, Number four, just a little luck, got into a pace duel with the filly that's in this race, number two, Our Girl's Worth It, and they both paid the price last time. But you look at her record, and just a little luck does not need the lead to run well. Being drawn outside the other filly, I'm thinking if she just relaxes a little bit and they, they change tactics a little bit, she should be able to carry to the wire here. First off, the claim for George Papapodromo, who is on the leaderboard at Los Alamitos. Mm-hmm. Rider switch to Diego Herrera. Three to one on the morning line, number four. Just a little luck. Let's hope for just a little bit of a, a of a change in tactics here to get the job done. Fifth race at Los Al. Let's hope uh, we get just a little luck we didn't get yesterday on the pick in, <laughs> in the fifth race. The fifth race, number four, John Lindo's pick at Los Alamitos. John, uh, you know, I got to tell you, your horse was so well meant. Candy Landy was such a well-meant horse at 7-1, to one. went right out for the lead in a 7-for-a-long race at Churchill with that crazy shoot that comes to the main track. 
and uh, came out a little. And uh, horse uh, and jockey uh, were in tight behind him. Uh, uh, Rafael, uh, uh, Brian Hernandez, I should say, fell in the race. He was okay, though. He came off. But uh, there was a, <laughs> there could have been the longest inquiry in American history. I couldn't believe how it was. It had to be a good 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes. I know the rest of the car was behind about 10 minutes after that race. Yeah. So it took forever. I, I, the call was right. The, the horse should have come down. Yeah. Uh, Martin Pedroza kind of was trying to make some space and get off that rail because the the, the uh, chute that kind of turned left coming out of that chute at Churchill Downs. Yeah. But he tightened up part of the field. Some of the horses from the outside came in. And Brian Hernandez on Babes of the Woods took took the worst of it. But uh, I think it was the right disqualification. Didn't help me one bit, but nope. uh, things happen. Seven to one. And I could tell you, if she'd have just been a little straighter, she was going to win anyhow because she was much the best in that race. Took the heat early, took the heat in the middle, and took the heat at the end. As a matter of fact, the uh, horse that finished second to her put his head in front, her head in front, uh, you know, in mid-stretch, and she came back and battled back and won. But... Uh, no cigar. No, we'll get her next time at 2-1 to one instead of 7. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> In any case, we get a winner today at Los Al. The Lindo Report is available right now at the South Point, free of charge exclusively there because they love horse players. We do, too. And we'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Go ahead and say it. Have a great race day, everybody.